Hi friends, welcome to the Bible Project Daily Podcast. And we're uh, cracking on through chapter 23 of Genesis, where we're considering what it can teach us in terms of how to deal with death, particularly looking at this point in the story when Abraham loses his wife Sarah. And the scriptures we'll be looking at today are Genesis 23 verses 1 and 2, with a little segue into 1 Peter chapter 3. Now, you may remember that I said last time that Sarah is a very important individual, one of the most important women in all of the Bible, because of her position as not just the mother of Isaac, but the patriarch of the family line of the Messiah, or sorry, the matriarch, of course, of the family line of the Messiah. But there are other reasons why she's important, and that is as a role model, a role model of a believing wife, a believing mother. The book of Hebrews makes this very clear and First Peter chapter 3 in fact describes for us her role as a Christian woman, wife and mother. A description of her and how she represents that is not very popular in recent times but let me just read to you 1 Peter 3 verses 1 to 6 which tells us, Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behaviour of their wives when they see their purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewellery or fine clothes. Rather, it should be from that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy women of the past, who put their hope in God, used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their husband, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give away to fear. That's probably pulled a few of you up short because I think upon first reading that passage might appear like it doesn't stack up well against how most of us think today. But what people who are negative of this passage usually overlook is the fact that it is writing to wives who are married to unbelievers, primarily that's the the people it's addressing, and telling them how they might have an impact on their unbelieving husbands. And what it is saying in essence, you could sum it up as, is don't nag and don't preach to them. It assumes that their husbands at some point have already heard the gospel or they are going to come into the orbit of the gospel naturally so you don't need to harass or to badger them. Now Sarah is mentioned in this passage in this as being this type of woman who trusted God and in a way made themselves appear beautiful by submitting to their husbands in this regard. Now if you go back to the main text of Genesis chapter 3, the opening two verse tells us this, Sarah lived to be 127 years old and she died at Kiriathiaber, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan, and Abraham went to mourn for Sarah and to weep over her. So the opening of the chapter simply tells us in verse 2 that she died and that Abraham came to mourn for Sarah and in fact it tells us he wept for her. Now I said this passage tells us three things that Abraham did. The first thing was he came to mourn and he wept for her. Now that's interesting. It actually says he came 
to mourn. So that implies that when she died, he wasn't actually there. He might have been out in the field. He might have been visiting another town. So when he came back, he finds she's dead, and that is when he begins to mourn. And if that's the case, and it seems to me from the text that that's what implies, it would also suggest that she didn't die from a long terminal drawn-out illness. It seems to imply that what happened was sudden. It wasn't a result of a prolonged illness, because if that were the case, he probably would have been with her and stayed with her when she died. So I just want us to look at the latter part of verse 2, when it says he came to mourn and he came to weep. Now the Hebrew word that's translated actually means to lament, to mourn. But the word lament has a suggestion in it that that word includes talking, talking about the situation, which I find very interesting. So he came back and together they mourned by talking about her and it says he wept. So Abraham dies and the first thing Abraham does is of course he grieves. When those of us lose someone who we love, when they die, we all need to grieve. Of course we do. Now that's a huge subject because everyone has their own way of grieving. In fact, every society has a slightly different way of grieving somebody's death. And every individual within every culture and society have a different way of maybe approaching it and how it impacts them. However, having thrown that out, as a sort of disclaimer if you like, let me say that I think it's also telling us that it's very healthy, natural and normal to cry when we lose someone that we love. You might even go so far as to say it's a good thing to do those things. It's normal and natural to cry, that's a good thing. Paul in fact says in First Thessalonians, he reminds us that Christians grieve, but he also reminds us that when Christians grieve, they do not grieve as others who have no hope. So just because we are Christians and we have a future hope of heaven with the Lord, it doesn't mean we won't grieve and it doesn't mean we won't cry when we lose someone who we love or close to us on this side of eternity. So pay attention, the text says that Abraham, that great man of faith, that even he cry. As a grown man, he breaks down and sobs at the loss of his wife. And I suppose that would say to me, I would submit to you, that it's saying that this is a very natural, normal, maybe even healthy way to handle bereavement. But if the word mourn also involved talking about Maybe that's there to remind us that it's also a good idea to talk about the one who has passed. I think it's good to talk, good to share, and particularly good for Christians to do that with their Christian friends. We all, beloved, need to express our feelings. We all need to get our emotions out. Some time ago, I did a course at the Open University here in the UK addressing the very issues of death and dying and how to help families who are going through such trauma. And I find that what that course taught, that there were stages in the grieving process and they identified what they were and how they helped with that process. And those stages surprised me because they kind of back up exactly what it is saying here in Genesis. But I shall unpack that a little bit more in the next episode. So why not come back again and join me as we work together through the entire Bible together, chapter by chapter, 
verse by verse. Now if you've just arrived for the first time you can go right back to the beginning to episode one and play a little catch up for a while and then join us on this wonderful journey together daily. Also if you would like to access a transcript of what I've said then within the episode notes of any audio version of this podcast there is usually a transcript. Anyway there we go that's it for today I hope you've enjoyed it appreciated what it's covered today and I hope to see you right back here tomorrow or the next day you're able in the Bible Project daily podcast. Bye-bye for now.